Well, Hi. good day, everybody. This is Stefan Wiedner from NUMI.com. Uh, today's call is called Profile Review Friday. So this is something that we started uh, about a month ago, and we're going to be doing this for uh, the next few Fridays. You may want to come back again. I have with me Kurt Schuster, my business partner and fellow co-founder. So, Kurt, welcome and say hello. Hello. Hi, everybody. Glad. Uh, sounds like we've got a few people on the call, so glad you could all join us today. And uh, we're going to be pretty well right around 30 minutes. So that's going to be about, usually takes about 20 minutes to do the review, uh, somebody's profile, and then we're going to hopefully have about 10 minutes at the end to answer any questions that you have. So if you have any questions, just hold on to them, and we promise to get to them at the end of the review. But before we get to the review, we want to start uh, today with a ninja tip, just a quick little tip that you can apply right away. Kurt? Okay, so today's ninja tip is basically about your testimonials. Now, you may or may not be aware that you do have a space for putting testimonials on your web, on your profile from your past clients. Now, some coaches think that these have to come from new me clients, that they need to be people that found you on new me, and that's not the case. You do not need to be from clients who found you through us. It could be clients that you had two or three or 10 years ago. Also, some coaches think that you have to get the person to come and review you on the site. You have to direct them to the site. Um, we haven't done it that way. Instead, we recognize that a lot of coaches have a bunch of test. So we recognize a lot of coaches come to the website with a bunch of testimonials that they've had from clients over the, the, the past years. And so we wanted to give you a way to upload those testimonials that you already have. So the way it works is that you would uh, go into your profile when you're logged in, and right there where the reviews are, you just click the button that says add a review, and you would um, cut and paste the one that maybe you already have on your website or somewhere else. Maybe somebody sent you in an email. Um, so that's the first thing to know about that. You can add them um, just like you have the, the reviews probably on, on a testimonial page on your website. You can use the exact same ones. Just use them, cut and paste them, uh, and put them on your newbie profile. The other thing to know about the testimonials is to make sure they are, if possible, um, nicely formed. And by that, I mean you want to have – there's two parts to it. There's the part that, where the, the person said something, and then there's the signature part below where it says who said it. And in that part, you want to try to put as much information as you can, ideally three things, name, location, and occupation. Because you never know who's looking. You want to show the prospective client who's reading these reviews that you have a lot of different kinds of, of clients. And so hopefully they're going to see somebody like them. Because the more likely they are to see somebody like them, um, the more likely they are to want to hire you. So always remember name, uh, location, and occupation, if you can. Now, some of your past clients might not want you to say their name or where they are or what they did or the company they worked for, that's okay. You don't have to include it in all cases. But if you can, if they don't mind, ask them and see if they say that's fine. And if they do, then try to include all that information. The last thing I'll say about the testimonials, the number matters too. It actually matters quite a lot. The more reviews you have, the more interest you're going to get from prospective clients. Um, you can have too many. I don't recommend more than, you know, 20 or so, try to get you know 10 to 15. That's about the right number. Um, that shows that you have a lot of people you've worked with. People like to see that you have had clients in the past, and they like to see what those clients have said about you. So if you put between 10 and 15 
testimonials on your uh, website, you're, you're going to get more interest from clients. All right, so that's the ninja tip. And uh, Stephanie, you want to take it from here? We're going to, I believe we're going to inter- review Faith McCune's website uh, profile today. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. So uh, I just want to mention quickly, while Kurt was speaking there, I muted everybody because there was a little bit of background noise. It wasn't so bad, uh, but just while he was speaking, I thought I would uh, mute the lines. You can unmute your line by hitting star six or um, you just hit star six twice and you're to, to mute and unmute. And um, so going forward here, I'll probably try muting all the unmuting all of the lines again so that we can interact and chat. But if there is some background noise in your premises, wherever you are, if you could just hit star six to mute your line once I unmute everybody, that would be really helpful and appreciative. So uh, that's the first thing. So now uh, with what we want you to do now is to get in front of your computer and just open up a browser and go to the NUMI homepage. And we want to make sure that you're not logged in as a coach. So we want to uh, kind of, I guess, represent or walk you through the experience that a client, a potential or prospective client would go through. So again, just log out if you're currently logged into your NUMI account and then go to the NUMI homepage. Okay, so I've unmuted everybody so that we can interact and have a conversation. So now, um, if you're on your homepage, you'll see that there's a big zip search at the uh, top of the page. And I'm going to give you a zip code so that you can search for Faith's profile. But before we do that, I just want you to get into the mindset of a, of a potential client. So think of yourself as someone who's looking currently looking for a coach. I'm hearing quite a bit of background noise. Sorry, I'm going to just mute the lines here quickly. So imagine yourself, you're a client. There's some sort of issue in your life. Maybe it's your career. Maybe it's um, your relationships, whatever it may be. And now, and you're looking for a coach. You're thinking, oh man, I, I, I really want the help of a coach. I don't know how to do this on my own. I've been struggling. I've been stuck for a while. And uh, you happen to live in the San Diego area. So let's uh, have you type in into the search, uh, zip code search, 92121. So I'm going to be doing that at the same time as you. So uh, everybody can see the same thing. So it's nine, two, one, two, one. And now, um, you'll see there's a number of coaches here and I just want to unmute the lines again and let's have a quick discussion. So my question is, what are some impressions that you have now that you're this prospective client and you're seeing this list of coaches? Like what, what occurs to you? Do you notice anything? Does anything jump out at you? Okay, so I've unmuted the line. So what are your impressions? Anything jump out at you? Anybody? Just feel free to blurt. So this is Janaki. I see that I have a lot of choices. I'm sorry, can you repeat that? I see that I have a lot of choices as a client. Yeah, you have have a lot of choices. Correct. Okay, good. Um, Anybody else? Any other observations? Some of the coaches have uh, a designation that they've been interviewed by NUMI. 
yeah, that that jumps out. Yeah, anybody else? Any other observations? And the more review you have, the higher up you are on the search. Okay. That, that's actually not uh, not how we've done it. it. It may look like that. If you scroll down a little bit more, you'll see there are coaches who don't have any, and then a little farther down, there are some who have more. In this case, um, we've we've done it by distance from the zip code. So we chose this zip code because it happens to be where Faith McCune actually lives, um, but it could have been any zip code. And we find that clients do like to find coaches nearby. That's not the only way to search. It is possible to search by type of coaching um, rather than location, uh, but we know that's often what clients very much want. They prefer somebody who's nearby. So we've ordered them by distance to that zip code. It's not by number of reviews. Um, one thing I want to say too is that I'm drawn, I'm visual, so I love the profiles that have photos on them. Yeah, there's, uh, it seems to me what jumped out for me is that there's a couple, three or four here that don't have photos. So I just kind of skip right by them. Um, and move on to the next person as I scroll down the page. Yes. Also notice that some of the photos are better than others, right? Uh, most yes. of these actually are pretty good. They're fairly high-quality professional shots. There's a couple that look like, yeah, they probably weren't a professionally staged photograph. Um, and there's others that clearly were. Most of them, in fact, are actually pretty good, I would say. Yeah. Um, but that makes a big difference. People are more likely to click on a coach who has a high-quality, professionally-staged headshot. And uh, I mention that because it's, it's not a small effect either. It is one of the major differentiators that we find between the, those coaches who seem to get a lot of clients and those who don't. Um, and some coaches say, well, I don't know. I have to pay 150 200 bucks to get a really good professional headshot done or a series of photos. And I say that's well worth it. If it makes a difference between one client... Um, at hiring you or not, um, it's more than paid for itself several times over. Plus, you can put that same photo, and you should put that same photo on your home page, on your main website. You should put it on all of your social media accounts. You should have the same exact high-quality professional headshot on your Facebook page, your LinkedIn account, your Twitter account, your Numi account, uh, your blog. Because one of the principles of branding, and you are branding yourself, is consistency. So if people are searching in different places, which they typically are online, and they see the same thing, the same professional photo of you, they're going to be more likely to hire you because they'll recognize you. So that's another um, uh, really important consideration about your photo. In my opinion, it's well worth the, the cost of a, of a professional headshot. Remember, people want a professional coach. Who, people who hire a coach... They want someone, in their mind, it's like hiring a lawyer or an accountant. They want someone who's presenting themselves in a professional way. And that photo is a really important thing. Certainly having a photo is better than no photo, even if it's just an amateur shot. Um, but a professional shot is better still. And I want to point out one subtle um, difference, also about halfway down the page. Notice there's a coach named Tana Slomowitz. And then right below her is Courtney O'Brien. They're... Photos, if you look at the photo, their faces are approximately the same size, but just notice that Courtney's photo takes up more space on Numi because hers is a portrait, whereas Tana's is, is wider than it is tall. So 
So I think if you you want to have that photo occupy as much space as possible, and since the width is fixed, you want to go for a taller portrait style photo versus a landscape photo. It's a it's a minor point, but I think it, every little bit makes a difference, especially for those visually oriented people who are going to be drawn to the images. Okay, uh, any other observations before we move on? Yeah, this is Susan. Can I ask a follow up question to the zip code proximity? Okay. Uh, is, so I'm in the suburbs outside of Philadelphia. Would I would it be better for me to list Philadelphia as my location? assuming that most people are going to kind of go there because that's like the, the closest hub or major city. Kurt, you want to answer that one? I actually don't think you should do that. Well, it, it depends. First of all, can I ask, do you, do you meet your clients in person ever? And if so, is it, is it close to where your, your zip code is currently located? Yeah, I, I prefer to meet them in person, uh, but I do both. But uh, it's about 15, 20 minutes from me. So it's not, it's not too far of a commute if I were to go to them. Okay. I would stay where you are. And there's a couple of reasons. First of all, people like, you know, they like to know where you are. And if you're going to be meeting them um, in person, you know, it's, it's important that they know, you know, more, as accurately as possible where you're physically located. Um, okay. The other reason is that uh, a little, uh, you know, ninja tip about your location, we actually put, if you're in a major city, um, or sorry, a suburb of a major city like you are, you will also be in the lo you'll be listed in the search results for that city. So um, when we've done the search results for this presentation today, we've done it by typing in a zip code. The other way that someone could could go to a city is um, if you um, were to go back to the home page and scroll down a little bit, you'll see there's actually a list of cities they can directly click on without entering their zip code. And one of them is okay. Philadelphia. And you'll see that it doesn't just list coaches in Philadelphia when you click on that link, but instead it lists people in or near Philadelphia. So you'll be, you'll be there anyway. Okay, so my great. advice is Thank just you. to stay, at where, stay where you are. Okay. Thank you. Okay. okay. So now all, we've discussed the photo. We've discussed um, reviews a little bit, proximity, et cetera. One of the biggest factors that we know makes a difference as far as getting the click from this kind of a listing page is uh, the text, what you've written here. So is there any uh, of the written blurbs that are particularly appealing to you as a prospective client? Or is there, was there anything you noticed about the text that any of these coaches uh, wrote? Anybody, any observations or any thoughts or questions? Okay, well then if there's none, let's, um, let's assume that for whatever reason, uh, Faith McCune's profile appeals to you and you click on it. And so now go ahead and click on Faith McCune's name and uh, bring up her profile, her full profile. So similar to before, what are what what do you notice? Get, let's give Faith some some feedback. Like, uh, what are your impressions after scanning her profile 
Is it clear who she works with? Um, is it clear how she helps people in a unique way? Impressions about her photo. Feel free to just jump in here, folks. I think the color in the photo is is um, is nice. It sort of outlines the frames her and. Uh, and, and back to the first question of all the all of the profiles together, the first profile struck me the most because of the supercharge. But as I went on reading it, I got less interested because it was less about what he could do than what he was. So you you like the supercharge your career, but then as you kept reading that one particular profile, it it got less impactful for you. Is that, am I interpreting that right? Yes, I think so. Um, I'm not so interested that he has, you know, the Harvard degree as I am a little bit more about um, what he, what he's going to do. Sorry, if I could interject here. Um, if, if we can uh, try to uh, Let's let's try to keep this part of the uh, webinar focused on faith. Um, that's a good good feedback about that other person. Um, but let's assume, as Stefan was saying a minute ago, that that for whatever reason you have clicked on Faith's profile, and um, now you're looking at her full profile because we want to make sure that we uh, give everyone who's listening a good understanding of what the right elements of a, a full profile are. Um, so that's that's really good feedback. But let's try to keep it to, to Faith's. Um, profile for, for, for the rest of it. Does anyone have any, any ideas or thoughts about when you look at her profile, um, it particularly you know, your first impression once you get on, onto the full page, what do, what do you think? You know, what occurs to you? If you imagine you're a client who's thinking of hiring a coach, if you put yourself into that mindset, is this a coach who you would be interested in contacting? Yes or no? And if it's yes, why? And if it's no, why? I think the synopsis, the short synopsis, and the picture go very well together. So and with her, the picture, and the dog, and then the synopsis, it, it creates a bond. And I think that makes you willing to read further on about her. So I think that is interesting. And then I think as you read further, um, she does go on to kind of draw you in, um, you know, asking about the client, asking questions, asking, you know, are you going through the motions? Have you isolated yourself? Um, I think there's some directness there, you know, some statements. And then there's some some facts. So I think, you know, it definitely makes you want to read on. Um, I think what I was looking for, was kind of like, um, obviously, she's working with animals. Yes, I mean, that's what I'm getting from this. It says, I create a safe, non-judgmental place using the human-canine bond to rekindle the spirit through positive change, which is adorable, by the way. Um, <laughs> but um, so what I'm looking for is, um, I guess, what I was looking for as I moved, uh, um, did these people own their dogs? Does she have dogs? I mean, I was looking for some of that in it. Mm. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's good feedback. Uh, because this is what faith proposes to do here. This human canine bond is very unique. It's not something that we see very regularly. So what I'm hearing is there's almost like a need for some simple FAQs about, about that and how that service works compared to other coaching um, scenarios, oh, which she are... She does have one intake. You, do, you need not own a dog to participate in this revolutionary process. So that causes a little confusion for me. So that's where I think I, I would be a little lost, yeah. Okay. Um, for me, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I'm looking at it um, almost with the idea of, um, gee, she's taking something that goes on between a a dog and a person or something like that, but she's she's telling us that there's some way to use that in us, not necessarily have to have a dog, but to incorporate um, something that they use. I, I don't know. It just makes me kind of question. And as I read further down, more about maybe it would be something to be interested to, in trying because it was so different. It was not um, the typical type of approach to something mm-hmm. unique. I think certainly this is a this is a more challenging profile than most because. Faith's um, process is so unique. Uh, first of all, her, her target group is a little bit unique. Um, you know, there's not a lot of coaches who I've seen who focus on a target demographic of people who are feeling lonely and isolated. Um, that's okay. That's good. It's always good to, to really identify a specific pain that somebody might have and say, I focus on that. Um, I think the challenge for, for this profile is to try to um, explain the process that faith uses in a way that, um, that is clear to people, uh, that is uh, going to dispel any preconceptions that they have, like, you know, do I need a dog? Or, you know, is this really something that's going to help me anyway? Um, what I would suggest to faith is I think that she's done a good job given that, that these are this is a sort of challenging type of coaching that she does to, to convey to people um, I would probably make a, a slight adjustment in that second paragraph of the by, about me um, uh, to say something a little bit more upfront about the process so um, okay. so if you read it it says don't mistake aloneness for loneliness one's satisfied with the current state the other is sacrificing Unless let, let this be, be you, real life experience with dogs save me. So right there where you introduce the idea of with dogs, I would maybe introduce the concept of the dogs in a different way. So I'd like it up until that point. But then I think the best approach is to be a little bit more upfront about what you do and maybe change the phrasing at that exact moment to something like this. I would say, I have a unique approach to helping people through isolation and loneliness that works with the human-dog interaction. Note that you don't need a dog to work with me, but I use the dog to as a metaphor for et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. See what I mean there? You're introducing the concept in a very blunt way. You're saying, hey, I have a process that helps this problem that uses dogs, so that you're stating that up front. Because the way it's stated right now, it just sort of starts talking about dogs for a reason that isn't quite clear. Right? Um, okay. Dogs have helped wounded warriors, etc. Like, okay, that's interesting, but why are you telling me that? Does that make sense, Faith? That you wanted to yes. say, I yes, work with dog people right up front. Yes, so, it does. Uh-huh. 
other than that, I think you've actually done a good job of navigating this sort of challenging way of, of doing things. You've talked about it. You've said why dogs are good, um, how they help. And what, what I really like about what you do is that it is unique. And, um, you know, one of the things we know about successful coaches is that they often have something that's different, that stands out. So many coaches to a client look the same. They sound the same. They say the same things. And there is a lot of benefit to having something different. I think you just have to make it a little more clear. Okay. Stephen? Thank you. Yeah, yes, I think wonderful. there's a um, a couple easy changes here as well. The very first sentence at the very top, you say, I coach people struggling with challenges that have left them lonely and isolated. That just feels very wordy to me. Uh, I think you can just say, I coach people who are lonely and isolated. Uh, okay. You know, the struggling challenges is sort of unnecessary. So that might make it a little uh, clearer. And is there anything else that you want to say about them, like people who are lonely and isolated? What, is there anything else about them? Sometimes the loneliness and isolation happens because they've either suffered a loss or they are disabled or they've suffered some kind of trauma that have put them in this situation and and basically they've been stuck and they can't seem to get out of this so they've retreated from society Uh uh-huh so you may want to add that although i mean you have very limited space there right Right. um just condense it right yeah like are you lonely Mm -hmm. and isolated due to uh medical issues um a, a recent lost loved one or you know, fill in the yeah. blank. Yeah, right. I, I agree completely with, with just that way, the way that Stefan said it. One of the principles uh-huh. with any profile is that you want to be blunt. You want to be straightforward. You want to use as few um, unnecessary words as possible and as many kind of direct words as possible. So right. if you say, I work with people struggling with challenges that have left them, if you think about that, most of those words aren't really necessary. And if you just re- replace it with, I work with people feeling lonely and isolated, you're, that, right. you're saying the same thing, really, but it's a plus words, which now allows you to add some more reasons why they're low, lonely and isolated. So I work with people who are lonely and isolated due to A, B, and C. That's mm-hmm. a, a lot more clear, and you're also actually saying more with the same number of words. Right. And, and what I sentence is just fine, in my opinion. I do. I create a safe uh-huh. et cetera, et cetera. Go ahead, Stefan. Yeah, and I think that giving examples is very useful. So often coaches will say something like, I work with people who are in transition. Well, describe what some of those transitions are. Getting divorced, getting remarried, moving across the country, um, recently been uh, re- removed from their current job, or whatever it is. That just giving those specific examples makes it, I think, a, a little more tangible People for people. You go from the the conceptual to the practical or to the right to uh-huh. the specific example. Okay, I have another I think easy to implement point right underneath where it says relationship coach, life coach, and career coach. You have a bunch of um, your like your credentials, and I I would spell them out in full. Like you have enough space, you can keep adding more text. Like you say affiliate, comma Institute of Coaching, Harvard Med. Like I don't. I don't know what, why would you just have the single word affiliate in there? That doesn't seem to make sense to me. And then coaching firm, international, pre-cert, B-ed, like, I'm not quite sure what those 
things are. So I would just try okay. to spell them out so it's a little more clear for people. All right. Especially people who aren't familiar with coaching or uh-huh. so on. Yeah. I would add okay. that this, this one isn't quite so bad. What you often see that would, would be much worse is if, if a coach puts a, a credential that consists of a number of letters that most people have never heard of. So you might see something like C-A-P-C. So that probably means Certified Associate Coaching Professional or some designation that you have. But most people have no idea what C-A-P-C stands for. Um, whereas if you spell it out, Certified Associate Professional Coaching or whatever it means, those words are a lot more meaningful for people. So they see it, even okay. if, if it's a designation they didn't know before, it's self-explanatory because it's spelled out with full words. So generally try to try to do that. On the other hand, you don't always have to. For example, the words BA, MBA, PhD, people know what those letters mean, so you don't have to spell it out in those cases. Okay. Right. I just want to be cognizant of the time. It's now uh, half past the top of the hour, and we had budgeted for 30 minutes. But given just our conversation here, I think Kurt and I are able to stay on for maybe another five or ten minutes. But I I think we should wrap up uh, Dave's profile review. Is there any final thoughts, Kurt, that you want to add just before we move on to the Q&A? Um, no, I think it's for really good. I, I will add, if anybody, um, you know, each time we do this, there's always new things to learn. There's always new insights that we're able to give. Um, so I'd invite everybody who's listening right now to um, join us again at any time in the future. It doesn't have to be every week, but um, you'll always get something, and it's really valuable. One of the things we found over the years is that your profile matters a lot. We, I've said this to many coaches before. Your our, our website, for better or worse, is a bit like an internet dating site. And an internet dating site is such a place that some people on those sites get 100 times more messages than other people, right? And that's not surprising. And it's all because those people who get more messages are just, they're essentially writing their profile in a way that's more compelling to people reading them. And it's the same thing with our site. Some coaches get 100 times as, mess- as many messages as others, but everyone has the same exact system to work with. And it really comes down to, are you writing the right things on the profile? And so if you join us again, um, you know, every now and then for these profile reviews, you're going to get a lot out of it every time. And the more of these principles you apply, the more success you're going to have with us. Uh, so that's the last thing I'll say. And why don't we open it up to questions? Um, it can be about Faith's profile. It can be about your profile or any other questions that you have about how to construct your profile. And if you have to get going, uh, by all means, we respect that. And you can get going. We will be sharing the recording after this uh, is closed and done for the day. So Hi, any questions? Tracy. Yeah, Hi, Tracy. Yeah, this is Tracy Hampton. Hi, how are you? And I had um, two questions. Well, one's a question and the other's a comment question. Uh, the first is on the testimonials, um, you, you put them in kind of in the order they come in, and some end up being more important or the people end up being more important, and you want to change the order. Is there any way that you can uh, change the order without having to um, cut and paste everything? Yes, you can, you can just, when you log into your account and you go to your profile, there's a button right next to reviews that says, I believe it says edit, um, and it will allow you to drag and drop the profiles in any order that you like. 
It's very simple. You can really them. Okay. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. That's cool. Thank you. Okay, and okay. the second thing is back to face profile. Um, and when you were talking about dropping out, struggling with the challenges of and all of that, and going right to leaving them uh, isolate, lonely and isolated, and then talking about it, defining a little bit about that, what that meant, my question would be, would she be um, limiting herself if she started to list out, rather than to say something like, I coach individuals whose circumstances have left them lonely and isolated or feeling lonely and isolated. Because that way the wording of the circumstances may hit many types of people who are feeling lonely and isolated and certainly not necessarily somebody who's learning disabled or who's, you know, had a death or whatever. There's so many different circumstances that can cause that feeling of lonely and isolation whom she can coach through her unique method. Are, are you asking that because you're concerned that if you give specific reasons that someone might be lonely and isolated, that the person might not have one of those reasons? So they might think, well, this is not the coach for me. So you want to be more general in your statement? Is that what you're asking? Well, when, when, when you're talking about something like an emotional feeling of isolation or separation, I see that as something which can be defined by many people um, when you use the words like circumstances. Because somebody who's reading that says circumstances and feeling of isolation and this, then they may relate to it, but then if it goes on and says, like, if you're learning disabled or if this is it, well, then that sort of puts those kinds of people off. Yeah, I I, th- I think you can be both. It's ca- it's difficult because you do have a limited number of words, but the, the general principle that I would follow for any coach is to say something that's sort of, you know, the, the broad category of things and then say such as or for example or this will include A, B, and C, and D. So you're not just saying I do A, B, and C, and D. You're showing that that's a, uh, a set of examples that are like the kinds of people I work with. So if you phrase it right, you can include people who are specifically in group A, B, and C, but also you can say that, look, those are just examples, but I generally coach people who are struggling. So I think your point is a good one. You can say circumstances or use broad words like that that encapsulate a lot of things, as long as then you also say, for example, A, B, and C. Because now when you phrase it that way, it's pretty clear to the person reading that it's not just A, B, and C. It's not just these reasons. It's a lot of circumstances. Mm-hmm. These are just some of the reasons why you might be isolated. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Tracy. Any other questions? Well, maybe we'll take one more question. Actually, I, I kind of had a, a question. First, I'd like to say to Faith to thank you uh, for sharing, and I think what she does is wonderful, so thank you, Faith. And thank the other you. thing is that you're very welcome. I had an opportunity to read some of your reviews, and um, none of them actually mentioned the dog, so I was wondering if it wouldn't be um, kind of encouraging to the people looking at your profile to see a review um, from someone 
telling them how it was to work with the dogs and you, um, would that not be a bit beneficial? Yeah, I actually do have one person who has uh, gotten a service dog. So I would probably want her to add to the, the testimonial that she gave me earlier. I, I would I would say that's a really good uh, piece of advice. So thank you for suggesting that. And 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 it's and a broader way of looking at it is to say your entire profile should be consistent. Everything ought to be consistent. So what you write in your overview must be very similar and related to what you write in your full text of your about me. It also needs to be related to any articles that you write. It needs to ideally relate to the reviews that you have. So in this case, I think that's an excellent idea, um, especially because this is such a unique and different kind of coaching. I think it would be really helpful if, if I saw one or two reviews, especially one of the first two, that said something like this. You know, when I first started working with Faith, you know, this idea of working with dogs sounded a little bit unusual, and I wasn't so sure, and I was skeptical, but I can tell you it was an amazing experience. If, if you're not sure about this technique, you absolutely give it a try because it was such a transformational experience for me. Because you're not only being more relevant to the kind of coaching you do, but you're also, if it was a review like that, you're kind of answering a fear that probably a lot of people have that's sort of like, okay. well, this is an unusual thing. I'm not really sure. I'm skeptical. If you can respond to that skepticism with a review from some other person, I think that would go a long way to dispelling some of that skepticism. Okay. Because yeah. it's obvious you're a wonderful coach um, through your reviews, but I just don't see anything about the dogs, and I think having people being able to read that would be really beneficial for you. Okay, great. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Well, thank you for that uh, comment and the feedback there. I think we're going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, so again, if you want to participate in future Fri Profile Review Fridays, please, you're welcome to do so. You can always find it when you log in to Numi. There's a more button, or a more tab at the top right. Click on that, and there's a link to register for these events again if you so choose. So have yourself a wonderful uh, Friday afternoon and evening and weekend, and it's been a great pleasure, and I appreciate all of you who have uh, both attended and contributed some feedback for Faith and everybody else on the call. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye. Bye.